to lesson 10 in the Ordinary Photographer's Beginners lesson series. So this week I wanted to talk a little bit about feedback and critique. So <clears throat> I have actually got an earlier podcast that talks about feedback and whether it's useful or not. Uh, but this week so there's quite a lot of podcasts actually that I've done that are related to lessons um, but what I really wanted to do was talk about a lot of beginners who come on to or who came on to my beginners courses they actually wanted to know whether their photographs were any good or not and I was reviewing it from a, a, a point of view of being one person. Uh, and, and there's a... No, his name's gone now. I can't remember. But there's a YouTuber who says that I'm one person with one opinion. And I, and I really, really believe that. So for, for me to sit there and, and look at beginners' photographs and say, that's good, that's not good, that isn't really representative of all of the people out there. So I developed this one lesson to talk about feedback and critique uh, to, 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 to try and illustrate how it can be really, really useful, but also how it can be really detrimental. And I think that's because there's no right way to take a photograph. There's no image that's intrinsically better than another one in any kind of way that can be measured so it's like this photograph is better than that because of a b c d so feedback can be really useful as a learning tool especially as a beginner and i think that's the other thing that's really important is that i remember on my advanced course there was i i have a section on feedback and critique in every course i do and some people just don't want it. They're not interested in having feedback on their images. They're quite happy with where they are. They just want to learn more about the technical stuff so they can go away and they've got their creative vision. And so they just want to go and take photographs the way they've always done, but just with a different, with, with more technical skills. And that's absolutely fine. But I think f for some people, feedback is really important. But when I started doing the courses, I assumed everybody wanted feedback, <laughs> but they don't. And that's that's the first thing to remember, is that when somebody on the internet or physically asks you what you think, they are asking for feedback. But if they're not asking you what they think, then giving unsolicited feedback can have unpredictable results. Um, and... Uh, and it's I'm, I'm laughing all the way through this because I'm like this very much myself. <clears throat> when I want feedback on a photo, I ask for it. But if I don't want feedback, I don't ask for it. And I assume that people are not going to give me any feedback if I don't ask for it. And that's probably the wrong thing to do. So there's, there's two things you need to be clear about. The first one is whether you want feedback or not on any kind of image. But the second thing is, if you do want feedback, you need to develop um, the ability to take what you like and leave the rest. Uh, and that's really, really important. 
because I know in today's society it's almost become conditioned that people have to be told what they can and can't say whereas really what's more important is that people just need to develop a thick skin and ignore what they don't like uh, and that's that's a that's a wider subject for a far more intelligent podcast than this one so i think that the important thing to remember is is who you're asking for feedback if if you're interested in in understanding whether whether you th would think your photos are any good or not um, and, and if you ask a photographic judge for instance they're going to give you the kind of feedback and depending on the sort of person they are that that could be kind and it could be very not kind because they don't know any other way than how, how they do it and if you don't like it well then they shrug their shoulders and go well that's your fucking problem and and at the end of the day yes it is and then that's something that you have to take on the chin, I think, as a photographer. If you if you ask for feedback and... Sorry, if you don't ask for feedback, and people give it you anyway, well, then I think you've got quite a right to say, well, I didn't ask you what you thought, so you can take your thoughts and diddle off down the street. But if you're asking for feedback, it's important that you realise that that's what you've asked for. And whether you like it or you don't like it is up to you. And I think another problem with social media and things like that is people are so terrified of insulting anyone that they will just say nice things, and which is which is good. But it also means that you 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 don't tend to get anything useful. You just get people telling you you're great, which again, for a certain amount of the population, is exactly what they're looking for. But for some people. It's not. Some people actually want to know if their photo is any good or not. And so where you ask for feedback can also be really useful and important to understand. So if you go down to a camera club that's filled with men who are 45 to 55 or older, they're going to give you a certain type of feedback it's probably likely to be very, very honest and straightforward. But it could also have a lot to do, we, we talked about composition, it could ha also have a lot to do with whether you've met those rules or not. So soliciting feedback and giving feedback can be minefields that you need to be aware of before you even start. You can't just say, what do you think of this? Because if you're not prepared for anything other than, oh, it looks lovely, then you're going to have a problem. And if, if, if you ignore feedback, you're never going to change. And I, I can't remember which podcast I talked about this in, but acceptance that other people might be right is a really, really important thing. And I've, I'm going to do a non-lesson related one about self-doubt because I'm going through that myself at the moment. But I think it's, it's, it's just really, really important to listen to what people say and take it on the chin, but to stand back from it and not take it personally. Because they're not trying to make you feel miserable. 
Um, maybe maybe there are a percentage of internet people that are, but if you're physically standing in front of someone, <laughs> they're not going to make you miserable because they don't want to upset you because they don't want to deal with you being upset in front of them. On the internet, it's a bit different because they can just walk away from the keyboard and you're not a problem anymore. So, first of all, let's talk about feedback itself. And there's two ways to deliver feedback. The first one is in simple facts. So, for instance, that photograph is not straight. I mean, I know you can get a ruler out, but let's assume it obviously isn't straight. Then by saying that it's not straight, you're just simply stating a fact. That's very difficult to argue with. Saying, I don't like it. I don't like that it's not straight. It's a little bit more difficult to deal with because you're you're dealing with somebody who tells you they don't like it. And that's that's just a different way of looking at it. So when you're giving feedback, sticking to facts rather than feelings kind of makes things a little bit safer. So your your the portrait that you took, the head is in the middle of the image, or you chopped off the top of the head. Those are statements of fact, can't really be argued with. Now, whether you'd prefer that they put the, the image off centre or whether you'd prefer that they included the head, you're stepping into dangerous territory once you start to say what you, what you like because you don't know how they're going to react. Uh, and especially in today's society, which I seem to have said at least twice so far, it, it can be... The, the risk of offending someone else actually makes you feel fearful. And so that's why a, a lot of people and certainly a lot of uh, comments when I look on internet forums and uh, websites regarding feedback to photos is it's very often completely positive, which, as I said before, isn't helpful. If, if you take a photograph, you don't know about it, maybe you've got some concerns, so you put it on the internet, you say, what do people think? And you're hoping for them to say, well, you're hoping for them to concur with your thoughts about it. But that won't always happen. And so it's really important, I think, to develop that thick skin, but also for you to start by when other people ask for feedback to start just saying what you think but separate it very much between facts and feelings you put the portrait in the dead center of this image i think that makes the portrait quite a strong portrait but it's um it's it appears to be um the type of portrait that is you're looking for a softer kind of look to it and that putting the subject in the centre, that, that makes it look a lot more confrontational, whereas maybe putting the portrait up and putting the head off to the side or, or, or in a different place might give it a softer feel. I, I just struggled up, I, I just struggled with my own imaginary thoughts on what that might be. So it, it is not easy. It's difficult and it's, a, it's, a, it's something that requires practice and a safe environment to do it in. And there aren't really that many safe environments on the internet. One of the, the, the one of the photography groups that started up after I'd finished all my classes, 
they have um, a session where they, they have a theme every month and then once a month they meet up in the pub and they go through all the images and they give feedback on them. And it's critical feedback. It's, I don't like this, I don't like that. I think that's really good. I th and they try to do the shit sandwich, which is say something nice, say something you don't, say something not nice, and then say something nice after it. So, and I think that's really quite a good way of doing it because people can take at least comfort from the positive thing that you said, even if you said two negative things either side of it. But but very much a lot of the time, there's an awful lot of nodding heads saying, yeah, yeah, do you know, I agree with your feedback on my image. That Yeah, okay. And sometimes they don't. But they take it on the chin, they have another drink, and then they say, mm, yeah, okay, fair enough. And and there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that their photography has improved over the, I don't know, was it three or four years now, probably since they were on the course. But the quality of the images that, that they're producing is, is much, much higher than it was previously. And that, I think, is because... They give feedback without, there's no sugar coating on there. And that they, they take that feedback on board and then they go away and they take more photos and they improve on it. And it makes them better photographers. There's just no doubt about it. So feedback is hugely, hugely useful, but Unfortunately, these days it's really, really difficult to get it, I think. So, when you're giving feedback, like I said, stick to facts and then add your feelings afterwards. But try and find something nice to say about it as well, something complimentary. It shows that you're not just there to piss them off. It's, it's like, I have spent time looking at this, I do think this, I do think that. Um... And using the word I instead of you really, again, really, really helps with that. So I think this would work better if the subject was off-center. Sounds a lot less confrontational than you should have put the subject off-center on this. Saying, I think they should, that this should have happened allows them to take it and, and decide, make a decision as to whether that's the right thing or not. But if somebody says, you should have done this, that and the other, well... I don't know many people that respond well when somebody stands in front of them and says, you should have done this, you should have done that. It's just not, you never get a good response from it. So instead of, if you're ever typing anything out, if the word you is in there, replace it with the word I and then reevaluate the whole set structure and everything you've written around that. What do you think? Allow them to read that and say, this is what this person thinks and I will... I will, I will deal with that accordingly as opposed to this is what this person is telling me to do and nobody nobody likes being told what to do I, I don't I've been married for 15 years so I'm doing okay I think so <laughs> critique I guess is another interesting word and, and feedback and critique are two different. So feedback <clears throat> is literally just, I am feeding back on the image. Whereas critique is, I am going to take this image and tell you what I think about it, what I like and what I don't like. And critique can be a harder thing to try and take 
rather than feedback. And if, if critique is often associated with having your work judged. So if your work is being judged by somebody, you're likely to receive critique. Um, I don't know how formal qualifications in photography work these days and whether critique is given or whether people just judge it and then give you a mark, which is really, really unhelpful. But I know that with the Royal Photographic Society, they have panels where they, they actually give critique on images. But what you need to bear in mind there is that these people are telling you what they think and what you need to do in order to get them to like it. Which, if you're trying to get millions of people to like your photograph, what you're actually narrowing it down to is the two or three people that are judging your work. And it goes back to what I said at the very beginning of the beginner's course, which was, if you're taking photographs for yourself, it doesn't matter. It's whether you like it, that's what's important. However, if you are taking it for some sort of panel that is being judged, then what the judge is like is what matters. And the same goes for those of you doing any photography for clients. If a client turns around and says, I don't like this photograph, it's too oversaturated, well, then you need to dial back the saturation, otherwise they're not going to spend their money with you, whether you like it or not. And you need to be able to take that on the chin. Otherwise, your business is going to suffer. So looking at who is giving you the feedback or who is giving you critique is, is a really important thing to understand as well. And I guess the last thing I really wanted to talk about in this short one is intent. Now, as, as a photographer, you're trying to use pictures to express your whatever it is that you're trying to do so whether it's a story you're trying to tell whether it's something you're trying to illustrate you're trying to use pictures to do that because it's photography which is what it is now for precise descriptions we have words so people often ask well should i give a title should i give a description about what's going on with this image it's like well you can do it any way you want obviously but if you choose to use descriptions what you're then doing is you're using words to describe your picture and, and and often the way i look at it is if there's any text accompanying accompanying an image it's if i read the text do i need to look at the picture and if i don't then that's too much text but if i do need to look at the picture then maybe those words have added some context but if you're a beginner, it's really, really important to tell people what you're trying to achieve. What were you trying to achieve with that photograph, as well as presenting the photograph? Because there's nothing worse than presenting a photograph with a portrait, for instance, where the head's cut off, that you deliberately did for artistic reasons that are known only to you. That's absolutely fine, because the photograph's for your own pleasure. You put it up for critique, and 30 people turn around and say, you chop the top of the head off, that's rubbish. To then turn around and say, well, that I, was, I was trying to do that. I was intentional. You're getting into confrontation and argument before you even started. Whereas if you post that picture up there and you say, I deliberately did this and I deliberately did that, then that allows the, the more information you give people as to what you are trying to achieve with the photograph, the better placed you are to receive that feedback and the better placed people, people are 
to actually give that feedback because they know what you're trying to do. And photographers can look at that and say, well, okay, they were trying to do this. They took that photograph and do you know what? I think they've pretty much nailed it. That works really well. And it's really hard, again, with a photograph, a single photograph on its own. Again, a lot of the work I, I do is project-based, so a single photograph doesn't work. It's multiple photographs that, that try and tell a story. Just just like a single word on its own is, is really no help. You need sentences, you need structure, you need a way of stringing things together. So giving feedback is a skill all of itself. But receiving feedback, develop that thick skin, but understand what it is that you're looking for in terms of feedback, especially if it's project work. But even if it's a single image of the lighthouse in North Wales that millions of people have all taken a photograph of, I was trying to get a pretty looking picture of this lighthouse at sunset. Has it worked? Yes or no? You know, it's like... Because the last thing you want is somebody, when if you put it up there with no kind of words around it, it's for somebody to say, well, this is the sort of photograph I've seen a million times on Insta repeat on Instagram. You know, everybody goes and takes this photograph. It's boring. I've seen it before. Do something different. Do something interesting. And it's like, well, but no, I was actually trying to get that same photograph that millions of other people have taken. That might be, th- that might be your thing. And that's okay. So feedback can be really useful in terms of receiving information from other people that you hadn't thought about. And so the more information you can put down there when you're asking for feedback, the better your responses will be. And again, this photography group, (laughs) they have the photograph and then after the photograph, there's a slide with just a paragraph of text saying, this is what I was trying to do or this is how I went about doing it. And, and it really, really helps people kind of explain explain their feedback properly. And it's, it's quite interesting to note that when photographs appear with no accompanying text, it's very difficult for people to give feedback on it. And it may well be that you're a photographer that's 100% comfortable with the work that you do and the photographs that you take, in which case you might not need photo- feedback. And that's okay. That's 100% okay. And you could do a whole photography book of your photographs and sell millions of copies without ever receiving any feedback. But you could also do a photograph, a photo book of all your photographs and not sell a single copy and never understand why. And those are the two kind of either sides of the coin that you could end up with. So I believe that for beginners, feedback is really, really useful. Once you become comfortable with the camera settings and the technical side of things, and once you become comfortable with your own creative vision, what it is you're trying to achieve, and you start to actually achieve that, especially if you take a photograph and you achieved what you thought, putting that up for feedback can be really dangerous because then people say, well, I don't like it. And so... (laughs) You're going to react badly to that, especially if you went through the thought process of composing it, you got the exposure bang on, you did the processing just the way you liked it, and it looks absolutely perfect to you, and then someone's turned around and gone, nah, I think that's shit. That can be really difficult, but you've got to learn to take it on the chin, because you asked for it. 
And if you didn't, well, fair play. Anybody that tells you what they think about your photographs when you didn't ask them to, that's on them. And the best thing to do but with that, in my experience, is just ignore it. Because it's just not worth the stress or the hassle. So, quick one this week. Did a whole week on it. I think what I forced my students to do was... <laughs> Uh, fetch a photograph in and then and then force them to go through the feedback and critique process but it was really interesting and powerful to see um, people put their photographs up and then just have lots of talk and discussion about that photograph they found it really useful uh, and, and by critiquing the work of others and getting feedback on that critique it then becomes much easier to critique your own photographs you know, once, you've, once you're used to giving feedback on other people, you're used to looking at pictures and dissecting them and taking, the part, taking them apart and going, hmm, I like this, I don't like this, I like this, I don't like this. That analytical part, then it, you don't unsee it. Once you start looking at your own photographs, you start to apply them to them and, and your photographs then become better because of it. 25 minutes on feedback and critique. Who would have ever thought? Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, shall I do the music again? I quite like the music this time. Uh, what's next time? Uh, gear, technical stuff. Well, it's not really technical stuff. It's tripods, filters, hoods, shit like that. So we'll talk about that next time. I'm getting close to the end down anyway. So I hope you enjoyed it and I will see you next time. <laughs>